from a place of fear. You know? Fear that I'm not good enough. Fear that I'm not quite getting it right. Fear that maybe someone's going to find out where I fell short. Fear that this worship, that my heart isn't quite right with God. There's all sorts of fear in the world today. There's fear in the church. There's fear of other people. There's fear of the government. There's fear of our brothers and sisters. There's fear of other people or strangers that we do not know. And yet, and yet, with full confidence, without any shadow of a doubt, we can proclaim. We can sing it with all our lungs like our sister Kate, Katie did. That we, that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And don't let anyone take that away from you. You cannot, nothing can take that from us. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He died once and for all for our sins, past, present, and future. So don't let that fear stop us and proclaim that we are children of God. Um, so thank you praise band once again for getting me back in gear with worship service because I'm like five ways from Saturday and now I feel a little more in the groove so thank you Um, do we have any children here for the young at heart moment Roger you're welcome to come up with us Children of all ages. Monty, you can come too. <laughs> Have a seat, guys. It's good to see you. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah? What was your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Hmm? Playing? Oh. What's that? Oh, praying. Oh, Christine, that's awesome. You enjoyed the prayers for Thanksgiving? That's awesome. What a blessing. How about you, Sammy? You don't know? Were you thankful for anything? Well, I'll tell you what I was thankful for. Maybe that will help you guys. I got to see... My family, like not not like Anne and Jeremiah, because I see them every day, so they get boring. I um got to see my cousins, my aunts and uncles, my parents, and I got to see my brother, who I don't get to see often enough, right? And some other family members and even friends that I haven't seen that I see maybe only once or twice a year. People that I love, right? So I got to see them. So I was very thankful for that. And I was thankful for the fact that there were two, at least two, homemade pies with homemade whipped cream, homemade cranberry sauce, deep fried turkeys that were juicy, 
Oh, yeah. Did you enjoy your food? Yeah, me too. What, what's your favorite food at, for Thanksgiving? Turkey's your favorite part? Not the stuffing or the mashed potatoes? Man, I'm going to have you sit back down with your mom. I'm just kidding. What about you? What's your favorite food? Cranberries. All right. You, we're going to get along just fine. Well, you know, today in our scripture, um, it's a story about Jesus healing 10 people all at once. Can you imagine that? He heals 10 people all at once. So this is what's happening. Jesus is going from one area to another, and he's traveling in an area between Samaria and Jerusalem. Okay? So, as he's walking along, these ten men, they come, and they're all crying out. They're saying, Jesus, heal us. Please heal us. Now, the sad thing is, they had this, they had this condition. It's actually a disease called leprosy. Have you heard of that? No? Leprosy is this disease where your nerve endings, like the things that help you to feel sensitivity, right? They, they're damaged because of like uh, this kind of bacterial infection you have on your skin. So basically, if your nerves don't work, what happens? Do you know? If, if, if I can't feel pain, if I can't feel hot or cold, what do you think would happen if I touched a fire? I would get burned, right? But I wouldn't even know it because I can't feel it. I might pick up something that's like a hot pot and it would be blistering my skin, but I wouldn't even feel it because I have no pain. I could like twist my ankle or break a leg and I wouldn't even feel it and I would just keep walking and making it worse. But they also had a skin condition that like rashes and so leprosy meant a whole bunch of different kind of diseases, right? Now the problem was people back then thought that if there was something wrong with you like that, it was because God was punishing you. That's what they believed. They thought that because these men were sinners, God punished them by giving them diseases. I know, right? Can you imagine if you had a cold and someone said, hey, God's punishing you because you were being a naughty person? How would you feel? Oh, you have a cold. You must be a sinner. That's not fair, right? Okay, it's not fair. So, but these guys, they had everywhere they went, they had to cry out out loud so other people would know. They would have to, they would have to shout, unclean unclean they would just say that everywhere they went they would say unclean unclean we're unclean so that way anybody would know that to stay away from them to not touch them not be friends with them nothing like that because if they touch them they would be unclean too and then they couldn't go to church for worship so these 10 men they heard Jesus was coming and they said, oh, maybe he can heal us. So they started, instead of crying out unclean, he started to cry out. They started to cry out, Jesus, heal us. Please heal us. And so you know what Jesus did? Well, not right away, but that's what he did. He said, you know what? Go to the priest and have him examine you 
right now. Go to the priest, have them examine you right now. And so they all left to go have the priest examine them. And on the way, they all realized that they were healed. They all, they all saw that they were healed. And, and they all went on their way. But one of them, one of them out of all ten, he stopped and he went back to Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, he fell down to his knees at Jesus' feet and he started to praise God. He started to praise God and worship God because he knew that he was healed because of what God did. Right? Now, here's the thing. Jesus says, hey, wait a second. Didn't, didn't I heal ten of you? Where are the other nine? And the one man says, I, I don't know. And Jesus says, well, good job. You can just go, go on now. Your faith has made you well. Now, the point of this is that out of ten people, only one person came back to show his gratitude, to show how thankful he was for being healed, right? Out of ten people, only one person came back to Jesus to give God praise. You see, it's so important for us to be thankful for what Jesus gives to us, isn't it? That's, that's the point. I want you guys to remember that Jesus has done so many things for us. Right? Did you eat dinner tonight? Did you eat dinner tonight? Where'd that dinner come from? Schnooks. <laughs> but, but you know what? It might have come from the grocery store, right? And it was your parents that went out and bought it because they have money because they have a job. And they have a job because they worked hard and they studied and worked hard and got a paycheck, right? But it's God who allowed them to be born here in the United States where they can get a job and get an education and have a family and pay for your dinner, right? What if you were born on Mars? You can't go to Schnooks from there, right? I'm just kidding. But, you know, the, the point is that all these blessings that we have, although we get a lot of them from our parents, it's God who gave us our parents. Does that make sense? Right? It's God who gives us all life gives us our health and our strength and everything. Sometimes things don't work out, but ultimately, God is the source of all of our blessings. Okay? So when God gives us things, it's important for us to be grateful for everything we have. Okay? I know sometimes it's easy to only be, like, worried about what we don't have. Right? Do you ever do that? Like, I know when I was your age, my parents would be like, Oh, here's here's a here's an Atari system. 
Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I said Atari, didn't I? I meant um uh, a GameCube. No, oh, that's still. Uh, I meant um a Wii. You know what a Wii is, or a PlayStation Four? Okay, okay, okay. Atari. What was I thinking? Well, Atari was like PlayStation when I was your age, but it looked all blocky. Yeah, it it wasn't as cool as a PlayStation. But they gave me a, an Atari, right? And I and I was so thankful for it until they said you have to stop playing. <laughs> no more video games. You need to do your homework. And do you think I was thankful for my video games anymore? No way. I was mad. I was ungrateful. Now I was, so my parents gave me a gift that was wonderful, but as soon as I you know, had to stop playing it, I was not thankful anymore. And that's not good for us, right? We should be thankful for all the blessings that we have. And the more we think about what we have instead of what we don't have, the more we can be grateful. And the happier we'll be. Did you know that? You did? Okay, I should stop talking then. Do you have any questions? No? No? Okay. Okay, good. I'm going to let you go with Miss Whitney and do your thing. Oh, or I'm sorry, with Miss Ann. And, uh, but before you go, let, let's pray together. Let's pray. Okay. Dear God, I am so thankful for Christine and for Sammy. Oh, what? For you and him? Oh, well, I'm praying. I'm saying, God, I'm thankful for Christine and Sammy because it's a blessing to have two wonderful young children here in our church, to have a children to have a ministry with, to share the gospel with both of you, and to hear your how you understand the world is so good for us. Lord, I thank you that we have... Um, a teacher uh, for everything that Ms. Whitney and Mr. Ryan do to keep our church on track with our children. Lord, we thank you for all the events and the activities that our kids get to participate in, for all the enrichment that they receive through our congregation and through our children's ministry. We pray that they will continue to have the seeds of love, grace, and mercy planted in their lives that they might grow to be faithful disciples and get to know you and love you, Jesus Christ, as their parents do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, go have fun, kids. Thank you. Okay, just to show how backwards I have everything, um, I'm going to read the gospel lesson now. Um, the first one is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Our gospel lesson is Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. 
Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. And now I'll read our second scripture lesson, which is a psalm of praise from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, bless His name. For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. The Word of God for the people of God. Amen. Okay. Um, just uh, as always, I would love to get some feedback from the congregation and anyone who happens to come across our podcast. Email me at pastor at newlifeumc.org or for everyone else here in the sanctuary, please fill out our Connect card um, and place it in the offering bag. Now, before I give my sermon, I need to give credit where credit is due. So for the substance of this sermon, the opportunity to hear it preached properly, and the inspiration of thank you notes, Reverend Rob Hamilton of Rochelle UMC, I want to give a shout out and say thank you. For the inspiration and whatever blessings and transformation that the congregation experiences from hearing this sermon, credit goes to our Lord and Savior, God Almighty. And lastly, for any shortcomings, imperfections, and dumb jokes, these all originate and come from me. So I have to take credit for that. Okay. Well now, um, it's Saturday, and it's usually when I take care of some personal stuff. I check my inbox and return some emails, and of course, I send out thank you notes, and I was wondering if... um, Do you guys mind uh, if I write up some weekly thank you notes right here? Is that okay? Yeah, you sure? Okay, great. You guys are the best. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Dennis, can I get you some thank you uh, note writing music, please? Wait, wait. You know what? You got to wait for the cue. Ready? Thank you. Taste of new life. For making potluck sound chic. Slide. That's chic. I don't know. That's that's the slide I found for chic. <laughs> she has no idea. Oh, 
Goodness, hold on. Is this thing? No, it's, hold on. It's on, oh, this thing. These things are great when they work. Okay. That's chic. That's, that's taste of new life. It's not a potluck, right? Thank you, Young at Heart's children's sermon, for proving that Pastor can practice his Kegel exercises without anyone knowing he's doing them. Hey, you got to have an attitude of gratitude. That's what I say. <clears throat> Thank you. Church offering bags. For being like an offering plate, only more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Right? More relaxed. That's relaxed. I'm just glad it's not chic. Just checking. He's on the ball. He's he's the man. All right, Dennis. Ready? <laughs> Dennis is ready. Look at him. Oh wait, no wait. You gotta wait till the cue. Ready? Thank you. Six five four breakthrough prayer initiative for making me pray. Take a selfie and post it on social media before I've had my first cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> hey, all right, everybody. Thank you. How's that for thank you notes? And tonight on the Tonight Show, blah, 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 right? Thank you, Dennis, so much for your help. You know, I watched Jimmy Fallon do this. He makes it look so easy, licking the envelope and everything. I totally got that botched. Huh? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> Anyways, you know, it being Thanksgiving and my sermon title being called Thank You, I want to talk about gratitude this evening. First and foremost, I want to highlight the fact that gratitude is healthy for us. Um, in fact, it affects and it benefits adults and children on a very basic level. A study conducted by the University of California says that cultivating gratitude increases happiness levels by 25%. 25%. So if you're only happy half the time, you can be happy most of the time by being grateful. Is there anyone who's not happy here? You're all happy? Well, let, let's go home. <laughs> but there's more to gratitude, however, than just being happy. Because the goal of life isn't just about being happier. We all know that gratitude is a way of life and that it can actually change you and the world if given a chance. 
Maybe you don't believe it. I mean, how good can being thankful be? What can thanksgiving do to our relationship with God? You know, in our, in our scripture today, Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem and he was going in the region between Samaria and Galilee. Now, the Samaritans were considered foreigners to the Jews, right? You're familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. He was a foreigner and it was unheard of to be associating with Samaritans because they were basically considered unclean. They were actually originally Jews who did not get, like during the time of the exile, when the Jews were exiled from their own country, they were the Jews that stayed behind. And by the time the Jews returned, there was like this group of people called Samaritans. And they were considered kind of second-class citizens. And so as he entered this village you know, between Samaria and Galilee, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. Then they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Now here's the thing. What people see is really important in this passage. Right? Think about the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan, right? Two, uh, pr- two priests walked right past the guy who got mugged. They acted like they didn't see the man who was beaten. But the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan, saw the man and had compassion upon him. Likewise, in this passage, Jesus Christ, he saw them, right? In verse 14, it says, when he saw them, It wasn't just a matter of like he was blind to them. Seeing involved knowing they were there. Involved acknowledging their presence. That was the kind of seeing. Like I see you, right? I've been to places where I walk in and I say hi to someone and they literally looked right at me and did this. And walked away. Looked me right in the eye after I said hello. Turned their head and walked off. Can you imagine? Has that ever happened to you? Okay. How did that make you feel? Like you're not worth their attention or there's something wrong with you. So Jesus seeing these leopards, lepers, and I should be careful about saying they're not just lepers as if being having leprosy defines them, right? The scripture actually says 10 men who had leprosy. There's a difference, right? These are people who have leprosy. They're not defined by their condition. Anyways, Jesus saw the ten men and he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Here's the thing. He sends them to the priests and the whole point of this story is not about the healing. Is it? Right? I mean, they get healed as they're on, going on their way. But Jesus isn't highlighting, you know, this story is not highlighting, highlighting Jesus' miraculous ability to heal these men. The story goes on to say that 
only one of them returned to Jesus. And notice, the one in verse 15, it says, then one of them, when he saw, when he saw that he was healed and turned back, praised God with a loud voice. Right? This man is now doing the seeing. And what he saw was that it was God who had healed him. That this power of healing, this cleansing of his body came from God. And he returned to Jesus Christ praising God with a loud voice, prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan, a foreigner. Someone who is not one of God's children according to their law that day. Right? Not a child of Abraham. He was a foreigner. We were foreigners once, were we not? Foreigners and aliens to God Almighty until Jesus came along and saw us and brought us into the family. And so Jesus says, wait a minute, didn't any of them want to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? So he says, you know what? Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. He's shocked. Out of all these people that I healed, none of these children of Abraham returned except this one foreigner who is not from our tradition. He says, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. In our translation, the NRSV, it says, your faith has made you well. However, the verb that is used is not the same word for healed, which is eaomai, okay? Eaomai, which is used earlier in verse 15, okay? The word eaomai is for healing. Instead, the word Jesus uses here is the word sozo. Sozo. And that is the word used for salvation so in other translations it says your faith go on get up go on your way your faith has saved you and there's a difference so in this man's gratitude in his understanding of what god had done for him in returning to show his thanks and praise jesus says your faith has saved you your gratitude is connected to your salvation. The man, in his gratitude, returned, fell to his knees. And we realize that there were two miracles in this story. One, that he was physically healed. But the second miracle was that he was saved. I wonder, what did the other nine see?
sometimes I have to ask myself, what do I see in my life? What do I see when I look at my income, my life situation, or my circumstances? How do I see these things, the challenges that I face? And I find, I have to admit, that I am often ungrateful for the things that I have received. I have received so many blessings, blessing upon blessing upon blessing, that I forget to count them. And like the other nine, instead of returning to Jesus and falling at His feet and praising God and giving God thanks and worshiping, I find myself thinking about what I haven't got. But the truth is, when we receive grace, it makes us want to give back, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Like, you know, uh, in martial arts training, you know, martial arts is complicated. You know, it's not easy to learn. It's like a golf swing, right? There's so many little tweaks and tricks and tips, and you got to stand a certain way. You got to have a good base or whatever. There are so many different techniques out there to try to get them right. And I am so grateful when someone with more experience than me comes along and says, oh, you know what? Why don't you try putting your foot here instead of there and see how that works out? They gave something to me freely. And it's not something that I can pay back. It instills in me this desire. Like, whoa. Thank you. I want to give it back to you somehow. I want to return that to you. So what do you what do you do when you see? What do you do when you see what God has done in your lives? When the leper saw healing, he did not just celebrate his good fortune, he returned to praise God and fall on his face before Jesus. And it was an expression of his character and spiritual condition that he was able to see what God had done and to give praise. And so tonight, I'm going to invite us to express our gratitude to Jesus in a very simple way. Uh, I think all of you have received a thank you card. Right? I want us to practice gratitude to Jesus. So I'm going to invite you all to write a thank you card to Jesus. Does anyone need a pen or a pencil? Do you? How many of you are there? <laughs> Here you go, Andrew. You got... I want these back, though. I think we're going to have to share it too. Just take a couple minutes. And now, but before you start writing, just take a couple minutes. And think. And pray. If Jesus were 
standing right here, what would you thank Him for? What would you thank Him for? Let's take a few minutes. Just a couple more moments. I'd like you to keep these cards. Put them where no one else can find them. When you feel yourself uh, feeling low, yeah, I'll take that back. When you feel yourself feeling low, when you're looking for something to be thankful for, I want you to turn to that card and remember and read it. And give thanks and praise to God. Express your gratitude to Jesus. Receive His blessings. But don't go on your way. Because Jesus has made you clean before God. So go to Him and worship. Your faith has saved you. Jesus Christ has saved you. And now let us pray the responsive prayer 
printed in our bulletins. It's the prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Let us pray this prayer together. Teach us, good Lord, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labor and not to ask for any reward, except that of knowing that we do your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. And now together, let us pray for the people of new life. Uh, I'm going to invite folks once again to call out if you have a prayer request related to the people of new life. Any prayers for the people of new life? Sorry? John? Lord, in your mercy. And together let us pray for those who suffer and those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Together let us pray for the concerns of our community. Lord, in your mercy. Together, let us pray for the world, its people, and our leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Together, let us pray for the church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. And together, let us pray for the communion of saints. Lord, in your mercy. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Gracious God, we, our prayer at this time is for John. In the midst of our celebrations of the holiday and all of the blessings we have received, yes. Tom? Polly. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes, sir. Gracious God, we turn to you 
um, thankful for all that you have blessed us with, uh, our health, our wealth, our prosperity, uh, our comfort, and a beautiful holiday season. We also recognize that there are those who are experiencing great loss, even in the midst of all the joy in our society. We pray for John, Joyce's friend. Um, we also pray for Polly, Monty's father's friend in Las Vegas, who has suffered a heart attack. How frightening that must be to have your uh, organ that pumps blood to your body fail you in that way. How painful and scary it must be to not know if you're going to die. And then the recovery that's required afterwards, the rehabilitation and the doubt and the emotional struggle that ensues. We pray that you would strengthen her and heal her body. We also pray for Steve's uh, nephew's dad, who is now in your presence. We pray that his family, his friends, and all his beloved will find space to grieve and to mourn, that they would be surrounded by a community of believers and be comforted by your spirit through their presence. Lord, we pray for those individuals who are sold into slavery in other countries. I believe it was Liberia. That, that the institution of human slavery should still exist on this planet in this day and age is appalling. On the other note, Lord, we also celebrate Andrew Brace's birthday. We're so thankful that he's home for the uh, holidays. Uh, we're thankful for his, the joy that his parents experience and having him home. We also celebrate, Lord, uh, our district superintendent, Lisa Cruz Safford's birthday, which is today. We pray that uh, her faithful service will continue to strengthen your church, your body, in the Rockford District, in the Northern Illinois Conference, for many years to come. Lord, we look forward to all of these wonderful things. We pray that our leadership in this nation will hear the voices of the people and the concerns, not disenfranchise the common person. Lord, in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, um, before we take the offering, I'd like to remind everybody uh, to please put your name on the Connect card. If you're a guest, uh, feel free to put your name on there and let us know. Uh, and place it in the offering bag, the relaxed offering plate that we have. Um, this is a way for us to connect and be with you in ministry if you so desire. If nothing else, uh, if you'd like a visit or have a prayer request, please uh, write it down uh, on the Connect card. This is our best way to pray for you. If you don't put your name on it, I won't pray for you because I won't know you were here. That's not true. I'll still pray for you. But I invite you to please stay connected with us uh, through these Connect cards. And I'd like to call the officers forward for the offering. <laughs> 